Welcome in to the PHNX Suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us shortly from the Footprint Center. And the Phoenix Suns, they whooped up on the Portland Trailblazers tonight, winning at 102 to 82. And they had this one put away. Very early, you guys. So early that Monty was able to give some minutes to players who either haven't seen any at all this season yet or haven't seen very many. How are you guys feeling about this win? Well, I mean, it should have happened yesterday, but it didn't. And they rebounded. They're the better team. They've been the better team. They just they they fell asleep in some stretches and they didn't come ready to play yesterday and it got it bit them in the butt, but they they're a better team than Portland. Come on, let's have some excitement. It was a hell of a win. They crushed Portland. They kicked their ass. They were they they avenged the first two games of the season that they lost to these guys. It was a hell of a game. I, I shout out to this team for not ever getting too high or too low about anything. They went out there, they took care of business, and it wasn't all, all the usual suspects either. There were plenty of guys. Damian Lee came out and, and shot well. How do you how do you say shout out to them for not getting too high or too low, but then in the same token, bag me because my energy isn't too high or too low. No, it's too low. Dude, I said they were going to blow them out before the game and they did. I called it like I knew this was going to happen. There's your energy. Thank you for coming and showing up. Finally, Jesus Christ. Much appreciated. We welcome up, everybody. Saul has officially entered the chat. Uh, you did get a shout-out from Jay. Jay said somebody on this show said the Suns would win by at least 12 points. And Jay is correct. That was Saul Bookman. He had it closer than all of us combined had tonight's final score, that's for sure. And, guys, it was a block party tonight. Quite literally, the Suns had so many blocks in tonight's game. They finished with, I believe, 14 blocked shots in this one. That was a fun, fun game to watch as far as what they were doing down there. How close do you think that was to a, a record for the Phoenix Suns? Not the close at all. In the game. I thought it was 17. It's, it's uh, 18, I believe. Uh, they had it, or excuse me, it's 19. They had it in 2008. This was this was the seventh most blocks ever in a game. I mean, it, and 14 seems like such a huge number, but then you realize Amari Stoudemire has the record with 10 by himself in a game. So, but hell of a defensive effort out there. Uh, my favorite was the the two blocks in one play by DeAndre Ayton, where he blocked Nurkic and then he blocked a guard, I don't remember who uh, it was, uh, and, and he blocked them back-to-back, got the ball, uh, and they went down and scored. So I love, uh, love that, love the energy, and love the uh, defensive physicality tonight from this group. I feel like the Suns were really able to kind of get under Nurkic's skin tonight. He seemed like he got a little frazzled there for a few moments and wasn't really able to kind of get completely out of it and find a rhythm tonight. Obviously, I don't think Portland really found a rhythm at all tonight. And surprisingly enough, considering 
all of the lineup changes that the Suns had to deal with, missing Cam Johnson and campaign. I feel like they came out of the gates and found a rhythm pretty, pretty easily. It did get a little bit wonky there in the third quarter for a small amount of time, but I'm really impressed with the way that these guys played tonight, being that they were shorthanded and had to adjust on the fly. Yeah. I mean, not good. So no, go ahead. I, I just I like I, I like this team's flexibility. I mean, uh, we 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 hit the bench hard early in this year and and in the off season, and I question them a lot. But they've come through every time they've been asked to step up. Tonight was another, uh, you know, another version of that. I, I mean, and Tory Craig deserves some uh, some attention. His first quarter was fantastic. He filled the stat sheet. He hustled. He hit those shots uh, when he when he was open. This team continues to surprise me, and and guys that you wouldn't think uh, continue to surprise me. I mean, yeah, the bench came out. They 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 played very well tonight. Um, on the heels of not playing very well yesterday, we gotta say that. Um, and overall, I mean, the bench has been a surprise. You know, the, the bench for the Cardinal or for the Suns is much like the defense for the Cardinals. Like for the most part, they both were underappreciated and, and, and a lot of people didn't have high expectations of both. And both of them have surpassed those expectations. They have hiccups here and there. Um, and I think the Suns bench is, is definitely trending in the right direction. And going back to the Cam Johnson thing, like, I know it's a big deal when one of your key players is missing, but this the Suns have shown the ability to be able to um, to adjust as long as not it's not mid game like it was yesterday, right? If they know somebody's going to be out, they usually adjust fairly well when Booker's gone and they know he's going to be gone for a couple games or CP three whatever. They've done fairly well. They haven't really missed a beat too many times. Um, it's just, you know, those mid-game adjustments when you're missing a key cog are, are the problem. But I thought overall tonight um, it was a solid performance. And, yeah, I think the defense, more than anything else, the defense was the thing that, you know, when the Suns are locked in, they're hard to beat if they're going to be as as defensive uh, defensively prominent as they were tonight. Well, yeah, because that defense leads to that offense. I know it's mm-hmm. cliche, but it's so true. Uh, when this team's flying around on defense, they're they're getting steals, they're getting blocks. It leads to just them in transition, and they're they're pretty flawless when when they get in uh, into that. So I had I had fun watching uh, watching that defense. Yeah, I I I would agree. I'm not trying to counterpoint every single thing that you're trying to say or anything like that by any stretch of imagination. But they did score more points last night than they did tonight. So I don't really think it was so much just to be the ability to get out there and, you know, and run and gun kind of thing. I think it was just they they just locked in on the defensive side and said, we're not letting these bums score more than 90 on us. And they didn't. They scored 82. Um, and they were a bunch of bums. Let's be real. The, the, the Portland Trailblazers are not a good team. I, I don't give a shit what anybody says. And I don't care how many times they beat the Suns. Th- those both were flukes to me. Um, I, I mean, yes. I don't think the Portland Trailblazers are a great team. I will say that they have a decent looking future though. It seems like they're, they're doing a good job of trying to rebuild that program over there, even though I don't know that they would actually lean into calling it that per se, especially since Dame is still on their team, but I think they're going to be a fun team here in the next few years. But going back to the Tory Craig thing, 
Um, I did. I was really impressed with the way that he came in his first start of the season, like you said, Espo. And um, Scott in the chat said, Tori played really well, so we should give him some special flowers. So these are his special flowers. He finished tonight with five points, three of those uh, 14 team blocks. He had a steal, four assists, five rebounds in 22 minutes of action. He did knock down a three-point bucket, which was really kind of, I think, one thing that sort of stood out to me, at least in the first half of this game, was the three-point shooting from the Suns. They were 8 of 16 from deep in the first half. Obviously, they didn't finish. As well, they finished 11 of 30 tonight, but I do think that that's going to be something that's really important now that Cam Johnson is out and also missing campaign too. And then all the talk about Chris Paul is still getting up those three point attempts. They'll eventually fall, but getting those attempts up to at least create an illusion that Will they're they? right out there. No, he was two for four tonight. Chris Paul was he 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 shot more than I'll he take two. Year. I'll yeah, take he, two, Saul. He, he shot more than he did yesterday, so that's cool. He only took four shots yesterday. He shot more times today. Um, it was just a really odd statistical game, by the way. Like, he had 15 points but only four assists, which is very opposite of what we've seen so far this season. D.A. only got 16 minutes, mostly because of foul trouble and the fact that they didn't play much in the fourth quarter. So he ended up with the – you know, if you were looking at the stats – um, as and didn't see the game, you'd probably be like, oh my God, DeAndre Aiden is so trash because he only had seven points and six rebounds. But um, there was more to the story than that. Just overall, the great thing about it though was is that everybody scored and and there was a lot of symmetry across the board. So that's always good. Well, look, and I think that Aiden only playing 16 minutes is a good thing because he was just coming off of an ankle injury. He and he played back to back. So limiting his minutes uh, on a night like this uh, is, I actually think a good thing. So I don't mind him not playing all that much. It, you know, the bench actually out rebounded the starters tonight. So good on them in that front. They accounted for almost half of their blocks as well. I mean, this, I know that, you know, we're going to differ in this, but I think they were they were the determining factor in this game. And then on the Chris Paul front, uh, him hitting those two kept kept the uh, kept the Blazers honest tonight and also helped lead him to getting uh, to the free throw line seven times and going seven from seven from the stripe, because when they have to when they had to keep honest on him on the three point line, that helped him get past him and draw fouls as well. So. Overall, you know, it was an odd statistical night, but when you look at it, they dominated wire to wire. Uh, guys that weren't necessarily playing well kind of got in more of a rhythm in Chris Paul and Dario Saric as well, which we'll get into uh, at some point tonight. So overall, couldn't ask for more than, than what they did tonight. Well, you mentioned um, that the bench out-rebound the starters tonight. I would say a good amount of that was thanks to Dario Saric because he finished with nine rebounds tonight. And it was really good to see Dario out there. He played 21 minutes tonight, which is a lot more Dario than what we have seen combined this season so far from him. And I was I was pleasantly surprised with Dario tonight and the way that he was able to sort of shake off the rust. I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like he's sort of maybe finding himself again, or he's just getting back into the groove of playing again. I mean, he was out for a really long time, and I know he played like 
boo-boo yesterday, but he played better today. And that's a positive, again, because Cam Johnson is out. You need somebody to help fill that role, at least in the interim period, until either Cam comes back or a move is made. Yeah, I mean, this is the first significant minutes he's played since the injury and since he came back with the team. I mean, we we noted he had gone, you know, I think it was six games with two minutes that he had played. 21 tonight, nine, nine rebounds, nine points. Uh, you know, not the greatest shooting. I mean, he was only four of nine, but he went out there, he did the little things. Look, there's no athleticism left in Dario Saric. What little athleticism there was, that's gone. We saw him struggle around the rim a couple of times because of that. But it's good because they're going to need as many warm bodies that can fill in for Cam Johnson as possible. And Dario did it for one night tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't have very many expectations of Dario. I think the ceiling is the floor for him. Um, I, I think he's, or I'm sorry, the bar is the floor, not the ceiling. Sorry. The bar is the floor, but the ceiling's not very much above that. Um, just because listen, he is limited athletically. Um, he's, he's, he's a very, uh, he, he has great intangibles. He knows the game. That's what's going to get him by, but he's much like the power forward version of Chris Paul right now, where, you know, he's limited athletically. Um, so he's got to pick and choose his spots to really come through. And um, it'll be interesting to see what his role is going to be moving forward. It'll take some time for him to get like into the flow of things for sure. Hopefully we can get something, uh, you know, a smidge of what he used to be uh, on a consistent basis. But tonight he had a, he had a decent night, not nothing too earth shattering or nothing too great, but it was earth shattering. I'm sure in Lindsay's world, cause she's been itching to give him his flowers because she loves her some Dario, which is fine. Listen, I am just out here. My game is uplifting. My game who, who is, is let's celebrate I, the I little wins. My game is I, let's I don't give know. out some damn flowers, Saul. I don't, I don't know who is the king of the game, but I'm going to hunch the that it is Dario. The king of the game is Dario mother effing Sarge, Saul. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, did the Suns lose by 20 points yeah. tonight? Did I miss something? It might did be somebody really pitch you beer at that place you were in pregame? Like, what is going on, man? Am I being overly negative or something? Yes. How? I don't know. How am I being negative? Time... I didn't say he sucked. No, but every time we try and highlight something that was positive from tonight's really boring game, you're like, well, well, not so much. <laughs> My expectations on this game were very low. Like, I expected the Suns to win by a mile. They did that. Dario had nine points and nine rebounds. Cool. I just, you know, I, I want to see, uh, you know, I want to see bigger and better things. That's all. And it was never going to come in this game. Let me, let's just be clear about that. <laughs> okay. Throw the king of the game graphic back up, Emma. Why are we crapping on this crown placement? I mean, I'm the king of. Oh, it's not. Uh, it's not very good. It's not. Oh very my good. God, Bookman! Oh. <laughs> 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 to just be positive, and you still crap on it, Emma. You did spectacular work. All right. That's the, a little the off for me, man. Can shove it. It's. I mean, hey, I'm right along with the Gerslings. I think they got it right on the mark. I love you, Emma, but this one's. Hey, you know, just like me tonight. Apparently, it's a little off. Don't I make don't me bust out Nookie Monster, Bookman. I'll do oh, it. God. 
Oh, if you do that, it'll be a two-person show. <laughs> now you just you gave try? me more reason to do it. You, you want to do it? You want to no. do it? I'll happily leave right now. Let's, so let's Bookman, he, he negative. No cookies for so. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think we need to take a minute and reset uh, one more time. We're going to name Dario Saric, our draft king, king of the game, because I'm proud of Dario for getting some playing time tonight and shaking off the rust and being a positive in tonight's game. Again, he finished with nine points, nine rebounds. He had an assist and a steal. Uh, so kudos, flowers to our guy, Dario Saric. Hopefully he'll be able to keep this going and um, find his, his rhythm even more here with the Suns, especially now that they're going to need him even more. And just a reminder, new customers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app who sign up using the, com- the promo code PHNX can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And all users can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's super simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, use that promo code PHNX and have a great time watching basketball, watching football, watching soccer, Whatever it is that you're into, putting some money down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app before you watch that game is going to make it 10 times more enjoyable, a little bit more extra, I don't know, edge of your seat kind of excitement. Like tonight would have been a perfect night to do a crazy parlay to keep you engaged (laughs) in this game since it was a blowout basically almost from the jump. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. it was it was kind of boring i mean there's no uh there's no denying that and yeah. this game had had that kind of written all over it if the suns were going to blow them out it wasn't going to be uh of the most uh entertaining variety we'll say that i mean and look i get i get since he's not here i can say this now i understand what Saul's trying to get at when it came to uh you know Oh well, you know, Dario only had nine and nine. I'm not saying go throw the go throw a parade for Dario Saric for what he did uh, tonight, but at least acknowledge, hey, he's come back. He's he's working his way back, and you need this right now because you have a gaping hole where Cam Johnson's offense used to be. So anybody that can come in and help pick up the rebounding slack and the mm-hmm. scoring slack off this bench is going to be necessary to keep this team afloat until you decide what the next move is or find out that Cam Johnson isn't going to be gone for that long, right? Yeah. So I Saul comes back just in time to hear me say he's right about something. Also, that- real quick, uh, just a <laughs> disclaimer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I forgot that line. <laughs> so, yeah, well, now we got it in there. But, uh, you know, so you need these the, these people to patch the hole right now. Dario did it tonight. Tori Craig did it pretty well tonight. Also, at some point, you're going to have to actually answer uh, that question, though, you're going to have to make a move that actually solidifies that spot or adds length and, and, and scoring depth as well. If we find out that Cam Johnson's out for any significant period of time, we haven't heard anything official. The rumor is it's a meniscus tear. And like we talked about, there's multiple ways to go about fixing that, which have different timetables. So 
I'm just glad Daria was there to pick up some of the slack tonight. Welcome back, Saul Bookman. Speaking of picking up slack, Emma is the only reason why I'm back right now. Emma was like, listen, I need you to come back. Please begged me. I said, okay, I got you because I will do anything for Emma. Did, I did just you apologize know. for the crown slander at least? No. <laughs> I just want to know. do that. We've had a bunch of people in the chat asking you to fix a picture behind you that was apparently crooked. Did you fix it before you came back? Is everyone saying you did? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I when, when, when I when I looked at it, I was like, ah oh, shit. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> I think I fixed it mid-show one time. And it just every time we bang the wall, I need to put like a sticker underneath it so it stops moving. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you go, chat. Your wish came true. Saul fixed the picture. <laughs> they were all like, I can't unsee it, Saul. You have to fix this picture. <laughs> yeah fair enough oh my gosh also Brittany brings up a really good point uh as what you said we haven't heard anything official yet she's like it's the suns man we'll hear about cam's injury after he already had treatment and is starting recovery lol it's true Which you're true. Not like wrong, Brittany. three weeks after he has it oh yeah successful surgery we expect him back in, <laughs> in three months what <laughs> you know, like... isn't that basically how it went with dario i feel like it was like randomly out of the blue, Dario was like injured. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, by the way, Dario also had surgery and we'll be back in X amount of months. Yeah. Well, that happened with Frank too. They were like, oh yeah, knee, knee bruise. And all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, he cracked his entire kneecap. He's out for a while. We don't know when he's coming back. Like this team, very secretive for sure. So Absolutely. I don't understand why they are so much. It's like, what do you... It, it's not like you're getting some kind of crazy benefit from it. No, it, it's, it's mind games. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't who? think there's any reason for with the media with themselves. They're playing 3D. <laughs> they're playing 4D chess, and uh, and that's one of the moves they can make. I Against don't know themselves. Yeah, like, <laughs> like ooh, nice move, Monty. Thanks, Monty. <laughs> James is just sitting there going, hmm, maybe I won't announce this. I could gain an edge on Monty today. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get back. Oh, wait, 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 real quick before you move on. Do you think they ever fuck with the media like that? Like, I would love it oh, if yes. I knew one day, uh, you know, Monty was like, yeah, then I remember Gerald asking this question about something like a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got the answer to it. Now I'm totally going to fuck with them today. Oh. Well, I can see some, I, so, some, some coaches, yes. I don't know about Monty, but some coaches, yes. I will share a little bit of a story. If you, if hey, you guys, you're welcome, chat. I got him yes. to do story time. So this this predated me a little bit, but I but I heard about it in my time with the Suns. Dave Griffin used to be an assistant general manager, right? So he would float fake trades throughout the organization to find out if there was anybody leaking stuff. So he'd say that something was going down just to find out if somebody would leak it. And I'm like, that is next level. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> okay, but like when you say throughout the organization, are you talking like the front office or literally down to like communications Ooh, and marketing? Down to digital. I think we found a mole. Lizzie, <laughs> did you know some trades that you leaked to the press? I did not. I, I've been hit up multiple times about rumors and asking if I can confirm or deny, but I have never been. Have you ever confirmed or denied? Only like once. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't about, about it wasn't about a trade. 
It was, what was it, about? Look, it was more like the off-court shenanigans. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Put it that way. Well, you, you wind up building trust that way because then these people that didn't leak things were in the inner circle. So they right. get things like, hey, we're about to trade for T-Mac. Get everything ready, which actually was something that happened that fell apart in the very last second. So they had all the graphics uh, for the for the website everything they they had that all done they had heard they were going to trade marion for uh kg which fell through at, at one point oh. but they were getting ready for it so so you hear you that's how they built trust like that so. hey, damn you know i think one of the the funniest things about working for the organization is that um so when they're like pitching a player, right, when they're trying to convince them to come and play for your organization, they always come up with like weird gifts and things to bring to these players. And the ones who's either the meetings never went through or the players were just like, I don't want this. You keep it. Because there was like this super fancy pen. Like and everybody had these pens. They were like white and they were like three hundred dollar pens. They wrote like straight up garbage and I still have one to these to this day. I don't know which player it was that I ended up getting one from. Like I think it has their name engraved on it. I have to see if I can find it, but I never use it because it's awful. But it's so funny how many people around the organization get these little leftover gifts for players when they just are like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want it. You you want to hear the best one I have? What do you have? I shared this once, but I don't know if it was on this show. I have they used to put together leather bound books for the okay. players, right? I have the one that they put together for Kobe Bryant in 2004. Do you really? I Brother, what the fuck, man? I've known you for like three, four, five years, and not once have you mentioned this? I have it. It's down bring, it in. bring it on the show, dude. All let's right, do I'll it. Bring let's it show and tell. I'll bring it in. Uh, you know, I'll bring it in. If the girthlings oh want to see I don't it. Know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I might cry. I, I'm like so sensitive it's, about Kobe. He's it's Photoshop. He's Photoshopped with Nash and Amari it's right and Marion. Like, oh, it's it's pretty amazing. Oh man. <laughs> and awesome. the funny thing was when it was given to me, I was told it was the Nash one that they gave to Nash when they signed him in 2004. And then I opened it uh, uh you know a month later and it was the Kobe one. I was like, oh, wow. my God. <laughs> nice. This is wow. spectacular. That's a good get. That's way better, better than my pen that sucks I, at writing. I also have an Eric Gordon. I think I still have it. An Eric Gordon shirt that said Cornerstone with him photoshopped in a Suns number 10 jersey, which is just funny. Not as cool as the Kobe one, but but funny. So. Nice. Okay. Well, you're going to bring that in sooner than later, and we're going to do a show and tell. We're going to look at it all together. And make sure that uh, we answer all questions about it. Um, make you give us even more details and stories. I think that's Tuesday's it. show. I'll, I'll Let's do it. it. We'll do it on Tuesday, everybody. Put it in your calendars. Okay, back to this game. We... Earthy boy's here. What? Earth is here. Oh, he's nope. gone. He's gone. God damn internet. <laughs> I think it was Brittany that said, what are the odds that Gerald will have internet issues tonight? And Brittany, you would have hit on that bet if it was in the, in the DraftKings sports book. Absolutely. Okay. Tonight we're going to talk about Damian Lee. He's going to be our PHN X factor of the night. 
Damian Lee was all over the place tonight. He uh, finished with nine points. He had four rebounds, two of two from deep, three of five from the field. But he had a lot of energy, and he got up, and he and his finger, his finger <laughs> wag, super strong. That was like that was such a fun moment. I, I, like I got so hyped at that moment because he got up and straight up like mom moded him. <laughs> I like how you like set it up. As if it was like not very good, and you're like, "Buddy brought a lot of energy." <laughs> Send you live with your auntie and your uncle in Bel Air. He looked like that. That in the, just wagging the finger. It was great. Spectacular. I thought that was a but great start. It's, uh, it's not. The, it's not just. Sure. It shouldn't. It's not just a finger. It's the moving finger. Oh yeah. Hey, screw screw Drew Eubanks too. I mean, that was just a dirty freaking play. I mean, he just threw Damian Lee. He didn't to the throw him. He threw him. Go <laughs> he back and watch the clip. Elbow. I watched the he, clip four times. He, it was so lightweight. He is a <laughs> punk. I saw oh him getting a Starbucks the other day before our uh, watch party, and he looked like a punk. Although he was wearing Stranger Things Hellfire Club shorts, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, he didn't throw him. Um, while we wait for Gerald, we're going to take a quick second to remind everybody that we have teamed up with our friends over at Four Peaks to host all the U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. It's going to be a great time. You can come enjoy the game, enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and so much more. And you can click the link in our show notes to register for absolutely free. And of course, we want to remind you guys that Four Peaks beer is super delightful. So if you haven't picked any up lately, you should probably run to your nearest grocery store or head on down to the brewery in Tempe and grab some because it makes life a lot more fun. But we do want to remind you, you do have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Also, right. with the. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I didn't finish you. I was just going to go into a more furniture ad read. Do you want to say something about Four Peaks? No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. With the holidays just around the corner, now is a great time to spruce up your home during the More Furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com. And are right you now, sitting on a chair right now, or are you sitting on like a stool or something I'm like that? Because I don't see a back behind you. It's just a it's just a lower back chair because the one that I normally sit on is in a different room. Well, maybe you in. should go to More Furniture and get yourself a real chair. No, I need to. And I need a, a new couch too. I'm kind of mm. over the couch that I have. So I'm, I'm checking out more furniture's website right now. And right now they're going to give you a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. So your money goes a little bit further during the fall sale at morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, it, now that Espo has kind of opened up the box on some of the things that you guys, well, you guys both kind of did talking about the pen and the, and the leather bound notebook. Now I feel like this leather bound notebook. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, damn. I, I, I kind of was like in my head, it, I thought it was like game of Thronesy, kind of, you know, like a leather book, you know, when you had to blow off the dust or something like that. Um, I, I want to know if you guys would be willing to like maybe do a little series. I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to have a team meeting right now in the middle of the show of just some of the stories you guys have. Cause Espo just dropped three fucking bombs out of nowhere. He talked about T-Mac. He talked about KG and then he has Kobe. What? Like we need to hear details on all of those things. 
You know what I else we like need to hear? I feel like has more tea than I do because I came in at a time where they like really siloed things. So I oh. don't know. I well, you probably have way more tea than I do. Lindsay, uh, I was I was put off in an island to uh, to go uh, without any water. I just happened to stumble into all these stories. Not not See, that they, I had any this, real this access. Is, this is how Espo does it. Espo did it this way because he does it in our office. He does it in our company where he just he just funnels his way. He funnels his way. He asks the question, "Hey, you doing okay?" And then all of a sudden. Oh yeah! By the way, we were about to trade for Kobe yesterday. Like that's 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 what he does. Whereas Lindsay's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Shut the fuck up! Don't talk to me until I talk to you. Bye. That's oh, it. So that's, that's why. Of, that's <laughs> people we need to talk to. That is far too extreme. Speaking of people we need to talk to, welcome to Girth. Is he yeah, here? here? Is he here for sure? Yes, yes, I'm here. here I sure. swear to God, I'm here this time. <laughs> Ruth is so pissed off right now. What is going on behind you? Uh, same thing as last time. They got some music and they got people playing knockout or shooting hoops. I don't know what the hell is going on. Oh, but, I thought uh, I thought Portland was still out there celebrating last night's win. So, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, uh, tell us what you heard from Monty about the way that this Suns team played tonight and Tori Craig being in the starting lineup. Yeah, so coming off of, let's be honest, the kind of embarrassing loss last night to a shorthanded Blazers team, uh, Monty liked the way his guys responded. He said, I've said this before, but these guys are a bunch of sore losers. So you knew that they were going to be intentional about the way that they played tonight. He really liked their defensive effort. I mean, holding a team to 82 points, even without their top two scorers missing, that's still impressive. Um, and he's, you know, he's been pretty high on Torrey Craig so far as far as the way that he's fit in, just because he's doing a lot of the dirty work. Like he called him a maniac as far as how he's attacking the offensive glass. He really liked the defense that he played against Jeremy Grant who killed the Suns last night. Um, and he said, when he's hitting that corner three, that's just kind of an added bonus on top of all the other stuff that he brings to the table. So I think moving forward with Cam Johnson's sideline for the foreseeable future, it'll probably be Torrey Craig that's getting the call moving forward. I told you Jeremy Grant was a bum before the game started, and I told you that there was no way he was going to repeat his performance from last night. Again, you're welcome. Did you tell me? I didn't know. I don't remember you telling me that. Or you just I told everybody. I told everybody okay. else on on YouTube in our pregame okay. show. So we have this thing called a pregame show before the show starts. So right, right. How uh, how was the reaction to? I know there's no official word, but how was the the mood and the reaction to the uh, Cam Johnson injury? Uh, and and could you read anything from it? Yeah, I mean, Monty was pretty, uh, you know, he's very tight-lipped about this type of stuff. He doesn't want to say anything before official word from the team. So we didn't get much thoughts from him. But I asked Chris Paul about it. And he was saying it's tough because he's been through so many different things over even the last couple of weeks. And he's been with him for three years now here in Phoenix. So he said it's tough when a guy like that goes down and you feel for him. Um, Dario Saric, we talked to him in the locker room and he was saying like, obviously I don't know the extent of it yet, but if he does need any advice or anything like that, dealing with that type of knee injury, I'm always going to be here for him and have advice to offer him. So, uh, it, it's one of those things where we're still waiting on official word. Obviously we've got a couple of reports that have said they're fearing it's a meniscus tear, um, which is going to put him and the sons in a tough spot if that's the case. But for now, we're still waiting on the official diagnosis from the team. 
Dario's probably just uh, telling him, oh, yeah, this is how you rehab. And, like, telling him, like, the wrong thing so that way he gets some more PT. Like, uh, overall, defensively, I thought the Suns were on a whole nother level than they were, obviously, the night before. Is there anything – I know they make some tweaks, obviously. Can you point out a tweak or two uh, that maybe you saw that they were doing differently tonight than they did yesterday? Yeah, it was kind of funny because we asked Chris Paul, like, what were kind of some of the defensive adjustments you made from tonight to last night? He said, honestly, not really any. <laughs> so I think for them it was more about defending with intention. Obviously, they got 14 blocks and seven steals, which really helps. But the one thing that I noticed that Chris wasn't really commenting on was the way that they were trapping Jeremy Grant was a lot more aggressive than last night. Uh, there was that one example where Tory Craig was on him and they switched and Devin Booker just came over off the screen and they just trapped him late in the shot clock. Um, really aggressive. Like Jeremy Grant wound up on the ground in that play. But it was just little things like that about defending with intention and being a lot more aggressive and, and kind of making them feel the sun because it didn't really feel like that in the first game. Um, I just, Chris talked all, all about his uh, – shooting tonight uh, a slightly more effective than uh, than he has been but he got to the free throw line pretty efficiently yeah there was a little bit of talk about that Monty had talked about how you know it's a little bit different for a guy who normally has the ball in his hands a lot to be in that rhythm uh, to take some of those catch shots but they want him to keep shooting obviously um, and Chris has said you know it, it has been an adjustment but he's saying like the bigger long-term goal is in mind this whole time so you know, he, he mentioned, like, you win a fourth and five nights game in January. Like, who cares? Like, we're trying to play for more. We know this is the regular season and we're not just blowing it off. We want to get home court advantage and all that type of stuff. But we are trying to do new things and try to build so that in the long run we'll be better off. And so I, I think he's very much embraced the sacrifice of playing off the ball a little bit more, even though it is awkward for a guy who – has done the same thing for basically 17 years now trying to change it up a little bit. Devin Booker literally said on the postgame show uh, when I was trying to hurry up and get on here was uh, that they are telling Chris, you need to shoot more. Like when you got the open shot to shoot more, why has he been so hesitant? I, I just, I don't understand that. I can't compute that at all, especially if that's the right play. Yeah. I think Monty touched on this last night as well, but he was saying like with Chris, he's always used to kind of looking to make the right play and looking to get other people involved uh, before he looks for his own shot. And that can be a good thing and a detriment to the team in, in that way if he's not being aggressive enough. Um, but, you know, it is one of those things that it is kind of an adjustment. And he's at the stage now at age 37 where he doesn't get his three-point shot off as quickly. I went back and for the article I wrote for PHNX this morning, it takes him a little bit longer to wind up that three-point shot because it's further away and – He's got a lot of mileage on those legs at this point. So you look at some of the, the pet shots that he's getting, defenders are closing out on him pretty quickly. And so he's getting them with a the pump fake and going by, which is a good play, but sometimes he just needs to let it fly. And I think he's trying to find that balance. You know, if they don't close out quick enough and he has the opening space like he did on that one catch shot, I think in the second half, he's going to let it fly, but he usually has to read the defense first to see if he's going to have enough time to even get it off. So it's kind of a tough situation at this point because that release just isn't as quick as it used to be. Thank you so much, Gerald, for checking in with us. Is there anything else that stood out to you from tonight's game? Or we, any actually, flowers? We, we actually have a resident statistician 
that is actually counting the baskets made and baskets missed behind you. It, they, the kids are fucking awful. They're 10 for yeah. 3,137, I think, by Jay. Yeah, there you oh, go. That's brutal. Yeah, they, yeah. Brutal. they, they look Basically they what look Chris like Paul has shot from three this year. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, let's go. Oh, dear. Poor thing. <laughs> Thanks, Gerald. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Saul. You always got to hit him with something. Set him up. Let's always, go. Always, always. All right. So to round out tonight's show, I do want to um, talk about something that happened on Twitter last night. So <laughs> last night we shared the commercial for Landale Landing and how you can get in and get your property at a lower rate than what it will be next week. Well, Espo shared that commercial on Twitter, and our good friend of the program, Jock Landell, responded and called Espo a clown, to which I feel like Sun's Twitter thought was Jock being for real, for real, calling (laughs) Espo a clown in the way that we would call somebody a clown when they're just being outrageous or, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But apparently, according to our sources, Calling somebody a clown in Australia is actually kind of a term of endearment. Yeah, I uh, I actually asked the Aussie Suns podcast, and it turns out that they don't use that term the same way they do uh, here in America. And uh, you know, so uh, Jock and Jock and I are still cool. Yeah, I mean, so. he called me work when he was on the show. So. He also called the entire chat a bunch of dickheads. So I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> this is true. like. Maybe, maybe that's just his sense of humor, and we should all lighten up a little bit. That's on. Yeah, great. I mean, I think I've said worse to Espo on this show. Like, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> we've 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 volleyed back and forth much worse than that. Listen, listen, Jock <laughs> is a friend of the program. Mm. He he has um a, an affinity for Espo uh, because he feels like Espo's an easy target. I can't disagree. Um, oh, and mean, I, I cannot wait for him to be around a little bit more. Hopefully we can get him in the studio soon and it'd be fantastic because he's one of a kind. He yeah, really if, is. If you want to hear, uh, if you want to hear more on it, our friends, Ozzy, uh, Ozzy Sons fan pod, uh, which are in the, uh, in the chat, they're going to be doing a show a little later tonight. Yeah, they are right after he's us. Actually, he's actually going to be explaining. They're actually explain the whole situation. So go over there. You can hear the uh, hear the explanation. So that's right. So they're going to be live here in just a little bit. So after you guys tune out here, make sure you go over there, give them a little bit of love and support. We're, and I think I think our friends we, under his dunks is also going to be on the show, right? Are, yep. Yes, he is. Uh, are we are we the late show and they're the late late show? Is that what's yes. going on here? I that's actually exactly like right. this. I think I think I they like should this. always do a show right after ours. And we, can, uh, we can hand it off to them. Well, see, I think it's easier when it's a weekend game because right now, if correct me if I'm wrong, Aussie Suns fan, but isn't it Sunday morning right now, your time, or about to be really early Sunday morning? Listen, so I feel no. like doing this on weekdays would be kind of tough. For them. Right, rule number 76, Lindsay, no excuses. Play like a fucking champion, okay? Like, oh, if you're going to go, you go. Like, People have let's kids go. and shit. Hey, no, 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 I'm not even trying to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They said in Australia, we call anyone who we think hits us up with something funny a clown. So there you go. There you go. There you, there you go. go. So I'm happily a clown, a clown to Jock Landell. Like Thank you very much. 
<laughs> Pugs and Hugs said, yeah, it's Sunday here. We riding our kangaroos. Real funny, Pugs and Hugs. Real funny. All right, that's it. That's all we got for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Don't forget to go check out Aussie Suns Fans Pod next. And stay tuned for next week. Our um, Monday look is a, just like today. Pre-game show 30 minutes before the game starts and a post-game show. And then Tuesday will be live at 3 p.m. And we will be diving into that book that Espo told us all about today. So make Sweet sure that peak. you don't miss it. Okay, Sunday, it's Sunday afternoon in Australia. Tales from Espo. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great uh, rest of your night and Sunday. And until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Uh, you can follow Gerald at Gerald so- what? Espo. Yes. Uh, are you going to say it? The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, Drew Eubanks. Suck it, all the other bench guys that I don't know in Portland that played the last two nights. Suck it, Portland. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. As Code said in the chat, if we can survive Lindsay giving Kelly Oubre a concussion, we can survive Espo being called a clown. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>